What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast. My name is Keaton, and I am your host for this podcast, and it has been quite a while since I recorded an episode. I was talking to my buddy Ethan the other day. We were on the phone. He was the last guest I had on this podcast, and he was like, bro, when are you going to record another podcast? And I was like, ah, that's a great question. It has been a little bit, and I have a good reason. Uh, the reason it's been a little bit is because me and my family, we moved from Colorado to Massachusetts um, in the middle of October. So we started, we we knew that we were going to be moving uh, in September, like the middle of September, end of September. And uh, yeah, if, if I'm remembering the date right, and we started the whole process of moving and then getting settled took far longer than I thought. Um, and you're like, why would you, you might be asking, why would you leave Colorado, the beautiful mountains to go to Massachusetts? I'm like, that's a great question. Um, and simply put, uh, we felt led, we have family here and there is a great church that I was able to get a job at. So, we, uh, you know, it's good to feel led somewhere. It's good to have um, family somewhere, and it's good to have an income somewhere if you're going to move. Uh, <laughs> um, I am learning a lot about displacement, about moving, about uh, culture shock. There is a different culture between uh, Colorado and Massachusetts. It's quite different. Um, and, man, I, I'm probably going to have to do a debrief episode with Pops because Pops has uh, – him and mom had moved to Missouri for two years to be part of a, a boy's ranch. And then they moved back. And so he knows what displacement is like, what moving is like mom does too. And so I might have to just do a debrief on things I'm learning, noticing, um, and how difficult it is to leave family behind. Cause it was, I knew it was going to be hard. I didn't realize how hard and the type of difficulty it would be as we moved. Um, especially since like this is really the first time that I've left home. It's really the first time that I've had to lead uh, my wife and child through something uh, that I was pretty sure, but not 100% sure. Um, and our time here has been awesome. Um, really like the church we're a part of. It's good to be around family. Chelsea gets to be near her sister. All sorts of good things um, have happened during that transition. And... Um, I'm excited to start recording again and start pushing this podcast again. And um, now that we are settled, uh, at least mostly settled, um, and in more of a rhythm and, and getting things figured out, uh, only took a couple months. So if you move, no, it'll take a couple months to get settled. Um, but so today for this, the podcast I want to share with you uh, is something I had recorded for Whetstone Boys Ranch, uh, where my father and my mother had... Um, gone to visit, excuse me. Um, so they moved out there to be a part of Whetstone Boys Ranch for two years. My dad had committed, my mom and dad had committed to doing two years at this boys ranch in Missouri, who's they, what they do is they build character into very young men. I'm talking 12, 13, 14, build character into young men who need a lot of help. And their parents are kind of at a loss. They don't really know what to do. Whetstone boys ranch comes and helps. Um, they work on a ranch. They go through school counseling. They're given a lot to do. They're taught discipline. And it's a very awesome program. I, I'm a big fan of Whetstone boys ranch. Uh, so if you're listening, shout Jeremy, uh, shout out to you. Um, Jeremy or Brandon, shout out to you guys and what you're doing out at Whetstone. Um, but they did this father son weekend. Um, 
this uh, last weekend, and I was hoping to be able to go, but uh, with the move, had to make the decision not to go, so I recorded a video for them. This weekend was an opportunity for my dad and my two brothers to come out uh, to Whetstone Boys Ranch and talk to all of the fathers and sons there and have a weekend of bonding and relationship building and um, we everybody gave a talk and they had discussions and uh, from what I have been told from from Colin from Dylan from pops even from my mom that it was a fruitful weekend it was a successful weekend and that these boys uh, really bonded with their fathers and fathers with sons and and that's amazing that is good work um, and very very happy to hear that even though I didn't get to participate I'm a little jealous that I didn't get to participate uh, but it was just the decision we had to make. So I recorded a video um, that I am going to use on this podcast because I really liked the topic that I was uh, that I covered. It actually came to me when I was talking to Dad on the phone because I was trying to figure out what am I going to talk about to these fathers. I've been a father for 15 months. I don't know anything. And you know, as we were talking, I just kind of had this thought pop into my head um, about two fathers. Uh, both had sons who became kings, both had a moment of anointing, and both fathers were at that moment of anointing, and the response of these two fathers to that moment to when their their son's life changed um, shows you the difference between these two fathers, and you get to decide, do you want to be the first father or the second father? So this podcast today is a tale of two fathers asking a similar question to what this podcast is based off of, what kind of father do you want to be? This podcast is based off that question that my dad asked me. What kind of man do you want to be? Pursue that relentlessly. Today's episode is based off the question, what kind of father do you want to be? And whether you are single or married or you have kids or you got three kids, it is not too late to start to figure out, or too early, I should say for you single guys, to figure out what kind of father you want to be. To start practicing the little habits and disciplines and prerequisites to being a father now or implementing them now if you are a father to make sure you become the father you want to be. Um, I'm sure the heart desire to be a good father is there, but we want to make sure we're putting in practices and disciplines and, and having a vision so that we can become the type of father that we want to be. So I hope this episode blesses you. I hope you're doing well. And this is the Man I Want to Be podcast. Whetstone Boys Ranch, fathers and sons, hope you're doing well. My name is Keaton. I am Gary's oldest son, Colin's hero, Dylan's teacher. They can attest to it, I promise. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, if you didn't laugh, that was a really bad joke. Um, but my name is Keaton. I'm sorry I can't be with you this weekend. I had every intention of coming this weekend, uh, but me and my family, we moved across the country. We moved from Denver to uh, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. And a lot of people, you're probably wondering why. Like, why would you leave Denver to go to Boston, Massachusetts? And uh, that's a that is a fair question. Uh, we have some family here. We wanted to join a church here, and with the move, uh, we had to make some really tough decisions about where we were going to travel to for holidays and this weekend, and with the work schedule and with the the job at the church and all all those kinds of things. And we just we had to make the tough decision that um, we're going to have to do the father son weekend by video. Um, I was really really hoping to be there, and I, I apologize that I can't. Um, but and I hope this video suffices. I do know that it's going to be a powerful weekend. I know that it's going to be uh, a, a moment for you and your sons to bond, uh, to get some wisdom from uh, my father, 
some insight from Dylan and Colin. Uh, I'm sure that their talks and activities and everything that the questions they answer are going to be um, are going to be awesome. And I would say, uh, I know Colin and Dylan are young, but they are they are wise beyond their years. Uh, very smart. They have a lot of good insight. Uh, Dylan has worked at the ranch before, and then Colin has worked with college students for like the last what is that eight or eight to ten years somewhere in there. Uh, they they have a lot of wisdom even even though they are they are young, um, and I I know that whatever they say is gonna bless you. Uh, I'm shooting this video in my office at work. I had tried to shoot it last night at home on my phone. I've got I hooked up my phone. I have a little tripod and this little microphone that you can plug into the side. And but I was in this room at, at the home that we are living in that has really high ceilings and really old wood floors, and it was kind of echoey. So I laid down a bunch of pillows uh, on the ground to get rid of the noise and it worked uh, but the lighting was very yellow so I kind of looked just it just looked funny I forgot to record sideways so the video would have been about this big um, and so I came to work today and asked one of the creative people if I could just use their equipment and they're like oh we'll get you the whole thing set up so this is substantially better than the video that I sent my that I sent pops last night um, and I hope that it blesses you um, I want. I do want to say before I get into the topic I'm going to be covering with you guys today, um, I just want to acknowledge, like, I, I, I don't know you and, and you don't know me. We don't have relational equity. Um, I've never, I've never met you in your life. I, I hope I get to meet you at least someday, but there's a good chance that I never will. Um, I've also only been a parent for 15 months. I have a 15-year-old girl, so I'm still an expert uh, with plenty of advice that has no merit no weight, no experience behind it. Uh, you know that you remember back in the day when you were parenting expert before your kids learned learned to talk. And um, I, the reason I want to like bring that up is I want I just want to acknowledge. I hope nothing I say comes across as like I'm lecturing, uh, like I'm sitting on my high horse, like I'm can, like anything like that. Um, all I, I I I've not been a parent for very long, but I, I have been a son for 31 years. Um, and I was raised by an, by an, an incredible father, uh, Gary Tucker Pops, um, and I was raised by an incredible mother. I, I, I did have the gift of having incredible parents. Um, I was not a good son um, for several years. Not all, not, you know, I was, I was pretty great until I learned to talk. Um, <laughs> I hope that was funny. Um, so you know what I everything that I know I learned I did learn from my my father at some point uh, pretty much everything, um, but I, the reason I want to say that is because I I hope that you that what I have to say comes from a place of like what I hope for you guys what I hope for myself, um, and when I was trying to figure out because I've been assigned the topic of identity what kind of father do you want to be and then what kind of son do you want to be. That's that's my. That's the topic I was given, and it's the one I, I gladly accept because it's it's a big part of my life. It's helping people figure out who they want to become. And um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I, what I'm going to be talking to the conversation I want to have with you today via this video is the same conversation that I I've had with myself uh, when I became a dad. And the question is, what kind of dad do I want to be? And it wasn't until I was 23 or 24 that I started asking the question about. What kind of son do I want to be? Because those those early years when I was when I couldn't see past the end of my nose and and thought that I was that 
me. I was the center of the universe. I, I didn't really think about those questions uh, at all. I only cared about myself. Um, and not that anyone in that room does that. That was my, that was my story. So I didn't answer or start asking that question until later. Uh, so with going into my talk here real quick, it's very short. Uh, I want to ask you, what kind of father do you want to be? Um, have you thought about that? Have you thought about what you believe about being a father? Do you believe that father is being primarily a provider? Do you believe that it's being just a disciplinarian? Do you think it's uh, getting your kids to like be obedient or sending them off into the world? Like, what do you believe about you know? Because what you believe about what a father is will determine the kind of father that you want to be. Um, a lot of how your father raised you will determine like what you think about fatherhood. Your relationship with God will will also factor into how you what you think of a father what do you think a father is and so the question is what kind of father do you want to be and then the other question i'm going to ask for you sons is what kind of son do you want to be and i really i want you sons like i really want you to think about that i know you're you're um, i'm a little bit older than you guys and that might seem like a daunting question but i want you to ask like in 10 years from now you'll probably be in your 20s i, I assume you'll be in your 20s maybe your mid 20s Life will be very, very different than it is right now. And at, at 25, what kind of son do you want to be? At 23, what kind of son do you want to be? And I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about how that answering that question will change the trajectory of your next several years. Uh, because the vision that we have for our lives allows us to implement decisions that we are going to make today that will lead to that vision. Um, without a, any sort of vision of who we want to be, we will just aimlessly wander around and then wonder why our life kind of feels a little angsty. And the same thing when you're being a father. You know, I've only been a father 15 months, so my theory is still uh, in testing. But I am certain that if I want to, the type of father I want to be, I need to have a vision so I can have a plan on how I'm going to do that. And that I have boundaries and and kind of like, what? how am I going to raise my daughter? I don't want to just be shooting randomly into the air. I just don't. Okay. So, with those two questions in mind, what kind of father do you want to be, and what kind of son do you want to be? I want to tell you. I want to talk to you uh, real quickly about two fathers in the Bible. They each had a son. Both of their sons became king. One's in the New Testament. One's in the Old Testament. And I want to talk to you about Jesse, and I want to talk to you about God the Father. Jesus and King David, they each had the, a similar moment before they became kings. Both were anointed before they had done anything, and their fathers were present at both of those. Their fathers both had a response to their anointing. Uh, David's was prior to when he was chosen to be king, and uh, Jesus' father, God, was like the moment that he was anointed. But other than that, the stories are they're very, very similar in a lot of aspects. And if you think back to the Old Testament story, uh, I can pull up in my Bible I might in a second. We might read it, but or I'll just talk about it. It's 1 Samuel 16. God's looking for a new king. He sends the prophet Samuel out to Bethlehem to meet Jesse. And Jesse has eight sons. He's got seven that he's, he's proud of. And, and then he's got David who he's... It doesn't say if he's proud or not of him, but it says that he's out in the field. He's forgotten. And so Samuel goes through... Um, he goes through the first seven sons and 
uh, you know, I can imagine Jesse being like, all right, what about this one? Or what about this one? And he gets to the end. And, and Samuel says to Jesse, he's like, God didn't choose any of these. He didn't choose your first seven boys. Do you have any other sons? And he goes, oh, I got the little one, but he's, he's tending sheep. And I, like, I want to think about the mindset of Jesse there. Just like, I want you to place yourself in that position. You got your seven boys that you would love if they, one of them was anointed king. And then you've got the one that you forgot about if you're Jesse. Yeah, he's small. He's out in the field. He's over there. There's a distance between where Jesse is and where David is. There's a physical distance. But there's also now become a sort of mental mindset distance. There's, he's, he's so far in the field, you know, meters away, miles away, however far, that he's no longer thinking about David. It's just not on his, he's not on his mind. He forgot about him. And I think that tells you a lot about Jesse and his relationship with his son, David. Maybe he didn't think very highly of his son. Maybe he had just been gotten so preoccupied with stuff that was at home that he forgot about his son. Um, and he was content to let him just wander around in the field knowing, like, this is my small boy. He probably won't amount to much. Like, my first three, they're going to fight in Saul's armies later. They're going to get to uh, know King Saul, walk in his in, in his shadow, and, and they'll be around a king. They've got some potential. But David, he's... He's over there. He's, he's just tending the sheep. Jesus, when he's anointed, okay, so he gets he's, he he hasn't done anything yet. He goes to the Jordan River and he gets baptized by John the John the Baptist, and the Holy Spirit comes and and falls on him, which is another way of saying comes and anoints Jesus. And Jesus hasn't done a single thing. We know, like from Luke, that. You know, he had his childhood, he went to the temple, but we don't know anything about his childhood, but he has not done any of the public ministry that God sent him to earth to do yet. Not one thing. Not one thing has Jesus done. And there is a distance between Jesus and God the Father. God the Father is up in heaven, Jesus is down on earth. Jesus has not been with his Father in the same way that he was before he came to earth for 30 years. There's a distance. Just like there was a distance between Jesse and David. There's a distance. And before Jesus does anything, his father looks down and he says, this is my boy. That's my son and I'm proud of him. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. You got one father who's like, well, I got one son. He's out in the field. And you got another father, who's God the father, who's like, that's my boy. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. What's he done? Nothing, but he's my boy. That's my son. And so my question to you, fathers, is, is what kind of son do you want to be? Or not not calling son, excuse me. What kind of father do you want to be? I, th- I think it's pretty easy. I have only been doing this 15 months, and it's been easy to be, a, to be Jesse. I come to work, and some, there's a lot of times I forget I have a daughter. You know, like, kind of. I'm not like, oh, I forgot I have a daughter. It's more, but you know what I mean? My mind is so focused about where I am that I forgot that my daughter is growing up at home with my wife. And I never want to forget my, I don't want to forget my kids. I don't want to be so focused to where I am that I forget about my kids, that there's some distance. And I never want to get to a place where I'm not proud of my kids. I want to be proud of my, I want to be proud of my son when I have a son. And I want to be proud of my daughter as she grows. I have told 
my daughter every single night because I decided I wanted to be like God the Father. I wanted to look at my children and before they had done anything to merit my my favor, my uh, my respect, before they had done anything, I wanted to make sure that they knew I was proud of them. So every single night since my daughter has been born, I have done the exact same thing. I haven't missed one night. If I come home late from something, I go into my daughter's room after I say hi to my wife and I say the exact same thing every single night. I've not missed one night. I love you. I'd give anything for you. And I'm proud of you. She's 15 months old. She says teeth and milk and hi, but that's my girl. I'm going to do the same thing for my son and for my other daughters and my other sons when I am blessed with them. I can't wait. And the reason I do that is because I never want to be like Jesse. I don't want to be the father who who is like, eh, that's my other son. He may not have much potential. He's a shepherd. He He's going through some stuff. He may not amount to anything. We're just trying to make sure he doesn't end up in in trouble with Saul or end up in trouble with bears or lions or we just we just want to just just be okay there might just be a king inside of your son and only you fathers can call that out in him and and here's what here's this is this i do know because i have been a son and i know that it did not matter one bit what anyone said unless my father also said it it didn't matter if i got praises from teachers principals Football coaches, friends, mentors, elders at the church, pastors at the church. That did, none of that mattered. I needed my dad to say I'm proud of you more than anything. And I can tell you, I promise that you hold within yourself, because by the nature of being a father, you hold the future of your son in your hands because he will rise to what you call him to. That I do know. Will he mess up along the way? You bet he will. Will will there be some struggle and turmoil? Yep. Yep. Yep, there will be. But your boy needs you. I had written down, I'm gonna pull up my pull up my notes, see if I wanna make sure I said this right. Um Yeah, there is no one your son needs more than you. There's no one that he needs by his side more than you. Not his mother, not his grandfather, not the wonderful gentlemen at Whetstone Boys Ranch who are there to supplement and to help. Um, he needs you. I would have done anything, 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 anything to garner my dad's attention. And my dad gave attention. He was at everything. There was not a time where I did not feel like I had my father's eyes and ears. I very rarely, I don't think I ever caught him not paying attention. Ever. I just don't. And I still, I would have done anything to garner his attention. Anything. I think the the same is true for Colin. I'm sure the same is true for Dylan. I'm sure the same is true for your boy. So what kind of father do you want to be? Do you want to be Jesse? Most of us, if we don't have a vision of who we want to be, are going to become like Jesse. Uh, We're going to get caught up in our own little world, focusing on what is right in front of us, and maybe forgetting about the boy who's far away, who's separated, who's distanced. Or, so do you want to be like Jesse or do you want to be like God the Father who looked at his son before he had done anything and said, boy, I'm, I'm prou- I am proud of you. I'm proud of you.
That's the kind of father I want to be. And then sons, I want to ask you the same question. Well, similar question, not quite the same question. It's what kind of son do you want to be? You have a choice laid before you every single day where you get to choose the type of son that you are going to be. Do you want to rebel? Or do you want to try to have a relationship with your mother and your father? And I believe, I really believe this. Um, and I, I will talk to teenagers and, and young people about this probably for the rest of my life because I've, I've, I've witnessed its power and its truth. There is one, there's in the, in the Bible, God gives one commandment with a promise in his 10 basic commandments, you know, his 10 basic rules. Like just, if you do these, you'll do well. One has a promise. And it's commandment five. He said, God says, if you will honor your father and mother, if you will honor them, it will go well with you. You will live long in the land. You will be prosperous. Everything will go well with you if you honor your father and mother which is the hardest thing in the world for a child to do. It is. I was dishonorable to my father and my mother from the time I was your age up until I was at least 23, at least till 23. And it did not go well with me at all. And upon, upon me trying to put my life together, I decided that, you know what, I'm going to do my best every single day to find a way to honor my father and mother. And I can tell you that my life started to turn around very quickly when I made that decision. There is something powerful that you will learn and garner in your soul of souls and your heart of hearts when you learn to honor your father and your mother and you make the choice. And you, you might be looking at me and be like, I'm not honoring. I'm not doing that. You don't know what they've done or said and, or nothing. You don't know any of that. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't know any of that. And But there are no, in that commandment, there's... There's not a, there's no excuse there. I don't know what the word I'm trying to look for. When God says honor, he, he just said, do it. And me and dad have talked about this a lot. We've talked about honoring your father and your mother and, and all his details. What do you do if you don't have a good relationship uh, with your mother or father? How do you honor him? That's a great question. There's a lot of stuff and a lot of nuance to work out there. But I can promise you from experience that it works. I promise. All that internal turmoil that you might feel will start to dissipate when you start to honor your father and mother. I don't know how it works. I don't know, but I know that it works. And I can promise you that it works really, really well. I want to be the, I want to be the kind of son who honors his father and mother and earn, like, I'll tell you this. I got a when I interviewed for this job, I had I had several interviews. I did one interview with the senior pastor and his wife. And I'm 31 years old now. And as I'm talking and you know telling my story and what I'd be good at, you know you know what he uh, what he said? He the senior pastor goes, "It's obvious that you have had that you had good parents, that you were fathered well and that you were mothered well." I just What do you do with that? Changed everything. When I decided I was going to honor my mother and father instead of living for my own selfishness. Um, and that was my story. That may not be your story. But before us, 
every single day is the choice to be a son that honors or dishonors his parents. I hope that you choose I hope that you choose the choice of honor. I hope that this weekend you decide like actually I want a strong relationship with my father. I want to be able to say that this is the best man that I ever I've ever known. I want to be able to look at, at my father as my hero, as my teacher, as my guide, as the one who has never never forsaken me, who does what is best for me even even if I don't understand what he's doing, I, I believe that he has my best interest at heart. Because I promise, your parents do. I promise that your father is doing his best to make sure that you have a thriving life. I, I promise. So before us, fathers, what kind of father do you want to be? Do you want to be like Jesse? Do you want to be like God the Father? And sons, what kind of son do you want to be? Do you want to be a son who honors his father or a son who dishonors? The choice is ours. We get to decide. I hope this weekend blesses you. I hope you guys have a lot of fun. I hope that you get to bond together as sons and sons and fathers. And may this weekend just be filled with joy and memory and all goodness. God bless you. I will see you soon.